As a lawn care provider, do you want to make a year-round income? Are you worried at the end of the lawn care season because you don't know how you're going to make it through the winter? Then you need to check out the 12-month contract from the Mowing in the Dark podcast. This is the same contract that Aaron uses to grow his lawn care business. This 100% editable 12-month contract template is available for only $5.99. The contract has rock-solid terms and conditions, so you are protected from all kinds of liability in lawn maintenance and snow removal. Get your 12-month contract at mowinginthedarkpodcast.com today. I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another Faith Friday episode. Welcome to the Faith Friday episode. If you are new here, please, would you subscribe to the podcast? It takes just a second. Also, if you would, leave us a well-worded five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That just helps this podcast get seen and put out to more people that would really help this podcast out a lot. All right. Today, first of all, I got to talk about the weather because that's what I always do. It's beautiful outside. It's another 45, 50 degree day today here in Lansing, Michigan. It's beautiful outside. This morning I got up, it was like 35 degrees outside. I went to the gym early today. Normally I go to the gym about 10 o'clock, but yesterday I went to the gym a little bit later around 11 and this is the off season guys. So I can do this if I want. Uh, and I went to the gym about 11 and guys, I'm telling you what the gym was packed. It was the busiest I've ever seen it. And I was just like, there's people I'm, I usually do these sets where I do legs and then I immediately go to shoulders and then I go back to legs and then back to shoulders for three sets. Well, there's these people. I did a set of legs and then someone jumps in and changes the whole setup that I have on the leg machine. I was, I, I quit early and I just went home. I was just done. I was frustrated, got me all out of my rhythm. So this morning and yesterday I decided, you know what? I'm going to change up the way I do things. I'm going to go every single day to the gym, but I'm only going to go for an hour. Normally when I went three days a week, I go for two, two and a half hours. I'm only going to allow myself one hour at the gym. So what can I do in one hour at the gym? And so I sat down, I have an app that I track everything on, and I figured out what I could do within that hour. I can get all my workout in the same as I did before. I just split it up across five days instead of three. And now I'm getting the same amount of workout in just in a five-day span instead of a three-day span. And so I'm excited about that. I'm going to get up early and go I went this morning, there was three people, and that's including me at the gym. This was at 6.30, almost 7 o'clock. I'm like, 
perfect. This is the best time to go to the gym in my area, apparently. Apparently, no one works in my area because everyone's at the gym by noon. And so <laughs> it's just crazy. Anyway, that's not what this episode's about, but that's a little friendly banter as we get going here today. Today, in our Faith Friday episode, we are jumping into the final chapter of the book of Ephesians. If you're new here and you're just jumping in, go back to Ephesians 1. Listen through the entire book of Ephesians. The way we do Faith Fridays here, it's not like a normal faith episode that you've heard, okay? Most faith episodes that are online, that are on a podcast, they they take a small snippet of scripture and then they kind of talk about that like a daily devotional type thing. That's not what we do here. We take a whole chapter of the Bible, of a specific book of the Bible that we go all the way through and we dissect it as best as I know how, because I'm not a Bible scholar. I didn't go to Bible school. I just love the Word of God, and I love reading it, and I love helping other people to understand it as best that I can. So sometimes I use a commentary that I use here by myself at the home, and sometimes I don't. Sometimes it just, I can work it out. But that's what we do here. So Yes, it's kind of like a Bible study, but this is more of an in-depth Bible study. This is not a daily devotional thing, okay? Because honestly, I don't like daily devotions. I think they are a crock. Daily devotionals, let me let me be clear. I do my daily devotions, okay, which is reading the Word of God. I don't use a supplemental book unless it's my commentary, all right? Now, I read a, a book that goes alongside this that has nothing to do with what I read for the day, but it's a religious book usually, and I just add that in. I just add that in because I like to read. So I read the Bible every single day for the most part. And our family, we do a family time. We call it catechism. Um, It's not the Catholic catechism. It's like a Baptist catechism. Um, I'm not Baptist either, but uh, we do that with the whole family. We sing a song, we do prayer, we read, we have someone read the scripture, like something that they chose to read. It could be anything. And and then we jump into just two questions from the, the Baptist Catechism for Kids, because that's where our kids are at. We want to help them grow. We want to build them in the faith. And so that's what we do as a family. So I spend, I end up spending a lot of time in God's word, but that's not what we do here today. We're just going to go through the chapter and then we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to read through it. And then I'm going to go back to the beginning, verse 1, and we're going to go through it verse by verse and break it down. All right? I think that's enough explanation. So with that, if you would, if you're at home and and you're listening to this, grab your Bible, read along, okay? Uh, I would love for you to read along. We're jumping into Ephesians 6 today. So here we go. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, 
Obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, and with serenity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but like slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men, because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he is a slave or free. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the evils, against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, which, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Tychik... Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Tychikius something like that, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord will tell you everything so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace to you, brothers, and love with, the, love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. All right, so that ends Ephesians and Ephesians chapter 6. So let's go back to the beginning, chapter or verse 1. Now I need to apologize here. I should have done this earlier, but I forgot. Last week, there was not a Faith Friday episode. The reason for that is we had a snowstorm here. I had to go out and plow really early, and I got home about 10 a.m., and it, I was just exhausted. And so I, I was not able to do a Faith Friday last week. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes work gets in the way. So uh, with that being said, I apologize. But we're getting at it this week. So let's go back to verse 1. Verse 1. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Children, 
obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. All right, so this is this is just a command that that I think Jesus gave, and now Paul is just reiterating that. Paul is the author of Ephesians, so um, he's just saying, "Children, obey your parents. It, it, it's it's right to do this." All right, and he's not just talking about children that are at home. All right, he's not just talking about children that are in the home. He's talking about me, an adult. Children, obey your parents. Now, when I'm an adult, I would say it shifts to respect your parents more than obey your parents. But there are some things that you need to pay, obey your parents for. Now, I'm a parent. And I expect my children to obey me. And while my parents don't really command me to do anything these days, I still I still honor them and I still respect them and I still obey when they ask me to do something. Sometimes it's frustrating because I feel like I'm an adult, but that is what that's what Paul is saying here. Children obey your parents. So I do, for the most part. All right, verse 2. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So it's the first command with a promise. If we obey our parents, we are more likely to have long life on the earth. Awesome. I, I I hope I have long life. And and it's and it says here, honor your father and mother. So I, I think he, he's talking to adult children at this point, but I don't, you know, I don't know. But that's what I try to do with my parents. All right. Verse four. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. All right, I have I am guilty of this, and I'm sure there's some other fathers out there that who who are guilty of this. I have driven my children to exasperation at times. Um, there was a time in my life where I was going through some PTSD, some depression, and I was a I was a horrible person just to be around, and that I drove my children to exasperation. And Paul's saying here, don't fathers, don't do this. Um, instead, instead of that, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. That's what I'm trying to do now with the, with the catechism that we're doing is that I'm trying to bring them up in the training of the Lord. We cannot expect our children just to find their own way to the Lord. I mean, eventually the Holy Spirit is going to call, is going to impact their life or he's not. But we as parents need to lead them as fathers. Specifically, we need to lead our families in the instruction of the Lord. It's a commandment here. Lead your family in the instruction of the Lord. Just don't expect it to happen. It's not just going to happen. Now, when we started catechism for our family, it was awkward. It was really weird. And at first, we just started doing the questions of the catechism. We would just do three questions a night of the catechism. 
We didn't pray. We didn't do any of that. We just sat down, did the catechism. Okay, we're done. And then later, about a year later, I was reading a book called Family Shepherds by Vodibacham Jr. And in there, I, I just took that catechism piece from it. And then I read it again, and I'm like, oh, I need to do more here. I'm failing my family. This is like a a very small, not I don't even want to say church service because it's not. It's a it's a family getting together and worshiping the Lord. And so we do a song now. And I got to tell you, before we started doing song, I mean, when we started doing songs, it was weird. It was weird. But now. It's like old hat. Like we're excited to sit down and sing a song together. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful to worship the Lord as a family, just in the privacy of your own home. Yes, it's awkward and weird at first, but you get used to it. And and the Lord, I believe, is blessed by that. Because we're sitting down as a family, we're worshiping him, and then we're reading his word together, and then we learn about him and we pray. It's just, it's amazing. It Once, once you get past the awkwardness of it, it will be one of the biggest blessings in your life as a father and as a family. I, I hate to miss that time. Uh, we do it five nights a week, so we take the weekends off. Because by the weekend, my wife and I were exhausted. We just need a break. And that's fine. We have Sunday to to worship God as a family as well in church. And so we take a break on those two days. But I'm telling you, it can be the biggest blessing for your family. All right, let's keep going here. Verse 4, or I'm sorry, verse 5. Slaves obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with serenity of heart just as you would be, as you would obey Christ now this slavery in the in the bible is much different than what we think of as slavery today in the united states slavery was a bond slavery all right so a slave is someone that owes someone money and they are working to pay off that debt. They're just called a slave. That is why there's a big difference with slavery in the Bible and slavery that, that honestly, white people perpetrated on black people. But not just white people, and this is controversial, but black people sold their own kindred into slavery. All right? It just is what it is. People in Africa sold people that were in Africa to slave traders. It's gross. It's disgusting. Let's read that again. Verse 5. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear. All right. So basically, he's almost like an employer. Employees, respect your earthly master, your earthly boss, with respect and fear, and with serenity of heart. Serenity means peace, just as you would obey Christ. So, obey your earthly master just as you would obey Christ. And this is hard for us to do. And sometimes you can't do this. All right? Sometimes, like I had a situation in my life where an employer of mine was trying to commit insurance fraud. 
Well, they did commit insurance fraud. They wanted me to be a part of that. And I said, absolutely not. I cannot stand by and, and do that. You guys can do it. I, I'm, I, I don't have the power to step in here and, and stop it, but I'm not going to be a part of it. And if you ask me to be a part of it, I'm leaving. So I had to stand up and I couldn't obey my earthly master in that, in that sense. Verse six, obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but like slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. So just like when I was employed, uh, sometimes, not always, I worked pretty good, but sometimes when the boss came around, you worked a lot harder. It's just the way it is. That's our earthly tendency. And what Paul is saying here is work hard as if your employer is around all the time. Work as if you're working for Christ. Like you're a slave to Christ. Doing the will of God from your heart. Doing the will of your master from your heart. Don't do it begrudgingly. Do it from your heart. Verse 7. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men. So work for your earthly master as you're serving, as you're working for the Lord, as if you're working for the Lord. Verse 8, because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he is a slave or free. So the word, the Lord's going to reward you whether for the work you do, whether it, whether you're a slave or whether you're free. Because there's really not a whole lot of difference there. We're all humans. Verse 9. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours in heaven is... And there is no favoritism with him. So this is the thing. Like everybody wants to dog on the Bible because there's there. It's, it appears to be slavery in the Bible. Well, it clearly says, Paul clearly says here, masters treat your slaves in the same way. In what way? As if they were Christ. As if they were Christ. Treat them the same way. Do not threaten them. Since you know that he, Christ, who is, who is both their master, who is both their master and yours, so Christ is your master and theirs, uh, let's see, in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. There is no favoritism with Christ. None. So you need to treat your employees. You need to entreat. You need to treat those who owe you money like Christ. You need, and they need to treat you as if you're like Christ. We're clearly not, but that's how we need to treat each other. All right, now let's go on to the major part. Of verse 6 here, the armor of God. All right. Verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. 
Verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. With armor, you can withstand some blows, right? You can withstand some blows. We've all seen medieval sword fighting and movies and things like that. That armor protects you from those blows of the sword. Verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This armor is not to protect us from our fellow man. It is to protect us spiritually from Satan and his demons and their schemes and their fiery darts. Let's keep going here. Verse 13, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when you, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, and then there's a comma, to stand. Now, what I like to how I like to read this is, uh, in a little bit different way. I like to take that word to out. It just, it, you know, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but that's the way they translated it in the NIV. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, stand. All right. That's how I like to read it. Now, I don't like to take words out of the Bible, but it makes more sense to say stand. All right. I thought I almost ripped my page here. Um, so verse 13, we need to put on that full armor of God every day. Now that we're going to see that there's some parts of the armor that we don't take off. They're always on. And then there's others that we need to take up and put on every single day. All right. Um, but put on that armor so that you can stand your ground against, against the devil, against Satan and his demons. Verse 14, stand firm then with the belt of truth. All right, this is the first piece, the belt of truth buckled around your waist. The belt of truth. You've got to understand the truth. And how do we understand the truth? It's through God's word. And... Now, that the belt of truth is not God's word. We're going to get to that. But we understand truth through the Bible, through the Holy Spirit. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. We didn't, he didn't say buckle it around your waist. He said buckled around your waist. The belt is on. Truth. We live and walk in truth. When we believe in Jesus Christ and we spend time in his word, we believe and walk in the truth. All right, verse, uh, let's see. Let's keep going here around his waist. With the breastplate of righteousness in place. So the, breast, the breastplate never comes off. It's in place. We don't take it off. It's there. It stays the breastplate of righteousness. So truth and righteousness. The first two things, we stand firm in those things. All right? And those are always on. 
We don't take them off. All right. Verse 15. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. We don't put on the gospel. We don't put on the shoes. They're already on. That, like when a soldier is in, in, in a war zone, they sleep with their boots on. You got to sleep with those, with those shoes on. Your feet are fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel. So we never take off the, tr- the truth, righteousness, and the gospel. Those three we never take off. They are on. Now you can take off the gospel. You can say, I refuse to believe the gospel any longer. And you walk away. And in that case, you walk away from truth and you walk away from righteousness. And so you're taking all of them off when you walk away from the faith. All right? So we need those three things on. Truth, righteousness, and the gospel. Verse 16. In addition to all of this, so those three, truth, righteousness, and the gospel, in addition to those, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So now we have to take up faith daily. We have to renew our faith daily in Jesus Christ. So we have truth, righteousness, and the gospel. Those are always on. Once we become a a follower of Jesus Christ, those three things are always on. But every day we have to take up and decide that we are going to have faith in Jesus Christ. Because that faith can extinguish the flaming darts of the evil one. Verse 17, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God. So the helmet of salvation, we stand it, we put on that helmet of salvation every single day. What does a helmet do? It protects your mind. It protects your brain. We have to put on that helmet of salvation every single day. That's why it says, take up the helmet of salvation and then take up the sword of the spirit which is the word of God, the Bible. If you're not reading the word of God, the sword of the spirit every day, you're missing a piece of the armor. You're not taking it up. You're not taking it up. This is not something that we just say, God, I put on the breastplate of righteousness. I put on the belt of truth. I put on the sandals of the gospel. I take up the sword of the spirit and the helmet of salvation and and the, 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 um, the shield of faith. No, he's, he's giving examples here. He's giving, these are metaphors here. He's talking about truth, righteousness, the gospel. He's talking about faith. And he's talking about salvation and the spirit. That's what he's talking about. The the pieces of armor are just an example. They're just a visual. We have to take these things up. Daily, we have to take these things up. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18, and pray in the spirit 
on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. So what does it mean to pray in the spirit? I have no idea. (laughs) To be honest, I don't. I don't know what that means. Uh, But let's, let's look at my commentary here. So let's go to 618 in my commentary. I use the Believer's Bible Commentary by William MacDonald. All right, prayer. Prayer is not mentioned as a part of the armor, but we would not be overrating it its importance if we say that it is the atmosphere in which the soldier must live and breathe. It is the spirit in which we must don the armor and face the foe. Prayer should be continual, not sporadic, a habit, not an isolated act. Then to a soldier should should use all kinds of prayer, public and private, deliberate and spontaneous, supplication and intercession, confession and humiliation, praise and thanksgiving. And prayer should be in the spirit, that is, inspired and led by him. All right, so it means that prayer should be led by the Spirit. All right, so we need to be paying attention to the Spirit. And and like he said there, the, the spiritual aspect is truth, righteousness, faith, all of these things. That is done in the Spirit. All right, verse 19, let's keep going here. Pray also for me. So he's shifting a little bit here now. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the min- the min- the mystery of the gospel. Now, I think Paul in this book, while he's writing this letter, is in prison. So he's asking that they pray that he would be able to speak the, the truth the word, God's gospel in love and, and fearlessly. He's in prison. He's got to speak it to these people in prison. I think that was most of Paul's ministry, honestly, was sharing the gospel in prison. I bet he had an amazing gospel, prison ministry because he was there a lot because he was locked up for sharing the gospel. Verse 19 again, pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Do you pray this? Do do I pray this? I do pray this, that we would be give that God would give us the words to speak so that we can fearlessly share the gospel. And it's a mystery. The gospel is a mystery, especially to those who are lost. It's foolishness. The Bible says it's foolishness to those who are perishing. So we need to be praying that God would give us the words to speak and so that we would be fearless in sharing the gospel. Verse 20, for which, this is a continuation of that sentence, for which I am an ambassador in chains, Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So Paul, because he's in prison, he, he's asking them to pray for him. And he calls himself an ambassador in chains. So he's an ambassador of the gospel in the prison. 
That's what I take that as. But he needs to be able to share that gospel fearlessly, that he may declare it fearlessly. And then we go into the final greeting of the letter with verse 21. Tychereus, the dear brother and faithful servant of the Lord, will tell you everything so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. So Paul probably sent Tychereus, or however you say his name, um, to the church at Ephesus with this letter. So he probably took, so Titerius probably took this letter to Ephesus for Paul. And he's going to give more information about what Paul's been doing, about how Paul is and his health and all that stuff and what, what his ministry has been doing. Verse 22, I am sending him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. So Tychereus is supposed to encourage the church at Ephesus, not only with this letter, but with with more of the gospel. That's what I believe anyway. Verse 23, peace to you, brothers and sisters. When Paul says brothers, he means means the church. He means believers, okay? Peace to you, peace to the brothers, and I love God with faith from God and love. I'm sorry, let me start over. Verse 23, peace to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father to the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24, grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. And that ends. I don't really need to expand those two last two other than I love it when Paul says the Lord Jesus Christ. Because many Christians today do not look at Jesus as Lord. They just look at him as Savior. So I love it when Paul reiterates that Jesus is Lord. He, he, if you're a follower of his, he is the Lord of your life. And you have to follow him and obey what he says. That's why I love when Paul says the Lord Jesus Christ. But that, that ends Ephesians, guys. That's the end of the book. This was a very good, a very good read through. If you don't want to go back and listen to the podcast episodes that I've done on each chapter in Ephesians, just go back and read it. It's a short read. You could read it in an hour, but it's very awesome. I mean, it's just chuck full of goodness on how to live your daily life, how to get along with your husband or your wife, how to get along with your employees, as we just read today how to protect yourself against the evil one that we read about that today. It's just very practical stuff that you can apply to your life in Ephesians. So I would encourage you, if you don't go back and listen to the podcast episodes, that at least you would go back and read it because it's really good. Guys, I don't know where we're going next in the Bible. I have started to read through the Gospel of John. Um, but that is a little bit longer of a, of a process that I'm willing to get into right now on the podcast, um, with the lawn care season coming up and things like that. These episodes may get more sporadic. I don't know. I'm going to work very hard to be able to still get these faith Friday episodes out to you. And I, I record three episodes a week on this podcast. Plus I do a YouTube video of every podcast 
except for the Faith Friday Pop episodes. Those are only on Rumble. So go check out Rumble if you would. Go listen to the Faith Friday podcast on Rumble if you want to. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but on YouTube, I do a video that's just lawn care related once a week. And so I put a lot of time and effort into this social media stuff, trying to impact you guys and your lives, because I think it's important. I think we need to have a good balance of business and relationships and faith in, in the business world. I think that's the best way to operate a business. And so that's why I do these Faith Fridays. So I would encourage you guys, jump into these Faith Fridays. Listen to a couple of them consecutively. You know, get into it. Open your Bible. Read it daily. It doesn't have to be some massive thing. You can take a little section, a paragraph, and read a paragraph in one book of the Bible every single day. And then just keep reading through. You could take the whole New Testament and read through that one paragraph at a time. Now, I choose to do this. I skip around, and I'd, I'd read a chapter a day at least. Uh, I used to do a chapter in the New Testament and a chapter in the Old Testament, but it just got too much because I've been getting more busy as the season comes closer. And so I, I've cut out the, the reading in the Old Testament. I love the Old Testament, but the New Testament is where really the rubber meets the road. And so I've been spending a lot of time there. And so that that's what I'm that's what I focus on the most. All right, if I have time, I read in the Old Testament because the Old Testament helps us understand the New Testament. And so we have to understand the Old Testament to be understand the New Testament in in a broad view. So I would really encourage you just get into the Bible. Just get into it. Just start. Just start. All right, you don't need a devotional book. You don't you can take a paragraph of the Bible and you can read it. You can take a whole week and just study that paragraph. Just read it daily, all week. That's what I do with these Faith Friday episodes. When I'm preparing for a Faith Friday episode, I read the same chapter every day for that whole week so that I can get a good grasp of what it's saying, and so that I can internalize it and study it and chew on it. And that's what I do. And so that is one of the best ways that you can read the Bible is just take a paragraph and chew on that sucker until like a, like a fatty piece of steak, you know, just, you just got to chew on it and just chew it. And then finally you can swallow it. That's what I do here, and I hope that's what you guys decide to do, because that is the best way to read the Bible. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, I will be back with a new book of the Bible that we're going to start going through. It might be John, but that is a huge undertaking, and that would take months to get through. So that's a huge huge commitment. And so I'm not sure I'm ready for that huge of a commitment yet, but we're building up to it. So I'm going to fig figure out what book we're going to go through next. And I hope that you stay tuned. You come back next week for another Faith Friday episode. We'll see you.